Hi everyone, welcome to the Digital Monkeys podcast. I'm your host Cynthia and today I'm joined by Frank and Jackie. And today's episode we are Breaking, breaking the, the Bias. bias. Uh, in case you're wondering what Breaking the Bias is, uh, it's the theme for this year's International Women's Day. And uh, before we even go further into Breaking the Bias, do people really understand what bias against women is? Uh, to some extent they do, to yeah. some things they do, but uh, sometimes they don't. They, they find that uh, some things they do without, uh, it's more of impassive, yeah. uh, but it really affects a woman. Uh, do women themselves also understand when there is bias against them? Or do they know, do they have a feel, do you think they do that? I think uh, to some degree, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, some might know, some might not know. And just, uh, if you look at the context of uh, the bias in itself, is it in communities, is it in schools, is it yeah. high school? Where, where, where are we breaking the bias, basically, uh, think those environments? Yeah, to, to add on that, you, you realize that some of the things we've grown knowing, it's kind of in, instilled in us from young age, so we don't even realize it's wrong. Yeah. We don't even realize it's biasness. I believe as much as we might know the bigger issues affecting us in the societies, yeah. some we don't. I think also it can be unconscious. You don't even realize it's happening. Maybe you're mm -hmm. the one who is doing it or it's being done to you and it's all unconscious. So I think that's also something. Also, also bringing as well yeah. that can contribute to the bias. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do you think that women themselves, if maybe for example I'm at a place of work, and one day I'm showing this one side of me and then the next day <laughs> I'm on a side where maybe someone really can't approach me. Do you think that is something that can contribute to uh, their being biased against me as a woman? Um, as much as that's a personality trait, yeah. which can happen to anyone, whether a woman or a man, yeah. uh, women have, tend to have lots of those. Yeah. And they really do affect their relation, their relationships around them. But on the other hand, men take it out of context. Mm -hmm. So it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, I, I I do believe in the workplace. I think that has happened more often than not. Just yeah. looking at mm -hmm. the environments, just even from HR, mm -hmm. how things are dealt with in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, there could be bloodlines in terms of what constitutes of the bias, what constitutes of the thing that seems normal yeah. and the thing that doesn't seem normal. It's very blood. Yeah. And I think uh, it's changing, it's, it's morphing into, you know, understanding uh, even as the males uh, yeah. tend to get into that space to understand. And uh, I think that's where a lot of education needs to be. Yeah. yeah. As uh, women or even generally with men, do you think we need to be the ones to let bring out this education or bring out uh, pointing out ways of breaking the bias is it a personal responsibility is it something we need to sit down and uh, teach people what do you think about that actually that's a good question i've never thought of it that way yeah but what i believe and what i feel mm -hmm. It's not just a personal responsibility. Yeah. It's the society's responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's the community's responsibilities. Because as you were saying, some things we do them unconsciously. Yeah. We don't know whether we are being biased against or we don't know whether we are leading on to being biased yeah. against. So as much as a, as a person, I want to be 
taken this way. It's the responsibility of the society. It's the responsibility of each and every one of us, whether a man, whether a woman. It's it, okay. For example, you find that some people are, are being abused just for the mere fact they are women, especially in the Kenyan situation. Mm -hmm. So what happens to them? Do they believe that this is wrong? Do they believe that this is normal? And when you point it out to them like this is not normal, they'll turn against you. Yeah. So it should be education from every part, from every corner. Mm -hmm. Even just looking at that aspect of education, there's inequality in education itself. Yeah. I think that's also a, a barrier that yeah. needs to be crossed. Uh, just even at the most elementary level at primary school, uh, it's very subjective where you're told uh, this sport is for men or this sport or this subject, subject is yeah. for, you know, it's for boys. And I yeah. think that in itself, that inequality starts very at a very it's preconditioned early on. Yeah. Even at home, it could not be, it could not just also be on at school, it could be yeah. at home. Mm -hmm. How someone relates uh, with their spouse, how someone relates with the kid. Even the duties at home. Yeah, true. Can it even be siblings? If maybe you're brought up with boys, there's a way you feel inferior or you feel growing up. You grow up maybe feeling like you're <laughs> this vastness already because there's uh, a gender imbalance. Yeah, I get Can that also contribute? Yes, it does. By the way, it does to, a, to the largest percentage in Kenya. Because if I give an example of the where I come from, yeah. the traditions dictate that a woman's place is in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want <laughs> to finish that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they say. Yeah. Like you find the some duties are allocated to women and mm -hmm. some are, are allocated but to a larger percentage you find that most of the burden is on the woman's shoulder. Yeah. Which is shouldn't be the case. It should be we are not advocating for inequality against men, yeah. but equality for everyone. For everyone, yeah. yeah. Even, okay. Yeah, let me ask, <laughs> I, think, I think this is an interesting conversation as well. Yeah. Is that conversation of boy child as well, mm -hmm. uh, and in terms of a bias in itself, and then there's also the bias, you know, against, against women, women itself. Yeah. It's like a it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> True. Because uh, at some point there's that attention where one feels it needs to be superior over the other. Yeah. And uh, I think that in is it's inequality in itself. Yeah. 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 So it should be a, there should be a balance. Yeah. From it, the onset. Yeah. Okay. Uh can we is do we say there are ways we can contribute to breaking the bias? Do you th there are ways there are ways we can contribute into breaking the bias. Does it start from us? Does it start from the community? Does it start from the school, the workplace? Is it in general? Are there places that, are there specific uh, ways you can do it at a workplace that's different from home, that's different from somewhere else? Okay, if I may <coughs> try to answer that, uh, I think there is always a misunderstanding. Uh, like Frank was saying, uh, there is this discussion of boy child and Gosh. girl child. Yeah. So, <coughs> when you're thinking of breaking the bias against women, we always think of empowering the woman yes. against the, the boy. Mm -hmm. yep. You see, empowering the girl against the boy, but that shouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. Do we understand which areas mm -hmm. do, should really be empowered? Yeah. That should be the first question. So we should start. Yeah. Okay. So by if we talk of empowering the woman, mm -hmm. 
we should talk in terms of what should be done to bring a balance to both. Okay. Not what should be done to uplift one and bring down the other. Exactly. That's why uh, there are some ways we can do. There are some things we should do, but it's not an individual responsibility. It's a society issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't you say it starts from you? Because you can't change the society if the people in the society haven't changed. Because I believe when one person changes, if you change, if Frank changes, I change, that becomes a society and we all change. I think something that is quite interesting <laughs> is also the awareness. Yeah. Because uh, you see, uh, when you're as a person trying to effect change, yeah. are you aware, are you self-aware of what needs to change in the first place? Exactly. And there could be preconceived notions in terms of what, the, what things need to change. Yeah. And you can push your agenda as a driver when you are evoking change. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a very I think it's <laughs> like how do you how do you contextualize then uh what would be the parameter for change as an individual mm-hmm. that would have a greater impact to the community as you are touching on one and on to the next and on to another. What would be those things as you build up to that self awareness first within mm-hmm. and then before you impact someone else. Okay. And uh, like to support that, I think uh something else that is uh, that is very much in, uh, important is what influence do you have? You know, you can be having the best of interest and you will change yourself, but the society won't acknowledge that. They won't accept. Okay. So what influence do you have in that? So you have to be a little bit influential for this change to come to happen or you can try and push it even if you're not influential. Yeah, ex- like you must have a strategy. Oh, That's what okay, I Okay, okay. It's not being influential. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like uh-huh. as much as uh, you are influential or not influential without a, a proper strategy of the change you want yeah it won't take place okay uh that's really interesting <laughs> because i never thought of it like that but that's a good way um when we were trying to break the bias we can provide training and education to these two people especially women and then we can also do it to the men in the society how better can we do this in order to break the bias i think it's us from home basically yeah. uh, in my view mm-hmm. as in that that small unit that si unit is it's the most simplest to start and then yeah. from a community level mm-hmm. uh, educating your child on you know what inequality and equality means because yeah. that's where it all begins when you treat someone special in a certain way then they tend to feel they're not equal so they tend, tend to find themselves unequal mm-hmm. for instance in 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 uh, in a contextual upbringing where the first toy a girl is bought is a doll yeah and the first toy a boy is bought is a, a car, car. <laughs> and how do you bring that conversation yeah. uh, at home where it doesn't really okay maybe it could be a perceived bias where so it's preconceived at that very early stage mm-hmm. where you know ladies just play with dolls and boys just play with cars and could be there if we interchange ladies start maybe playing with cars maybe could, it could be spark engineering could mm-hmm. spark the interest of you know can i explore stem or yeah, could I explore sure. you know mm-hmm. so i think that 
in itself just starting at home and being aware yeah uh, uh, i'm not saying that you don't buy dolls for girls mm-hmm. but being aware what are those variant things that you can introduce holistically that would not come as an equal like from that represent, from that representation mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay with that i think uh, that that one leads me to what i believe is that we are lacking mentorship yeah. from the onset yeah true because like he's saying uh, from the onset a girl is butter a doll a boy is butter car and then there are things that they look up to you know as a parent we are the first mentor to yep. that child okay. they are looking up to you so what you are doing it's what they will subconsciously do without even realizing this is not right this is not normal this is not how it should be yeah. but you are instilling that behavior into them without even you yourself realizing So I believe mentorship should start from parents mm-hmm. downwards to the kid because if we mentor the parents in the right way it will they will be able to mentor their kids mm-hmm. even <coughs> not necessarily in the family settings even in other areas like careers and all that mm-hmm. you find that most women do not have uh, mentors yeah so with that they don't know what to go for mm-hmm. they don't know what they need you know with a mentor the uh, a mentor is very important because he will he or she will guide you in the right direction they are able to identify your potential without even realizing yeah. that you are capable of this so without the mentor it's like you are sleeping on a talent from <laughs> <laughs> i think for me mentorship is also key and uh, we always look at different facets of people so be at home yeah be in school be at church being the playing in the playing ground for instance mm-hmm. and uh just that interaction you know as kids uh in school for instance yeah. how is the education sector supporting uh you know not treating people unequal as in looking yeah. at only one variant mm-hmm. so i think those different touch points uh i believe in terms of mentorship because you can have one mentor that's at home that's your first touch point then at school who's your other mentor at yeah. church and uh, it's a co- community of uh, obligation to be first aware of the narrative you're going to drive and it's i think that's where the complexity comes in because there's so many bloodlines in terms of who should take what role yeah. and at what capacity or at what level Uh, and I, I also think women sometimes don't believe in themselves as being mentors for other women because maybe they I think that's where it comes into biasness where mm-hmm. they think they're not as good as maybe the men mm-hmm. the same in the in the same field they're in. Yeah. So if women can also adapt into the mentorship and become mentors the women who are already in a better place than other women they can become mentors and yeah. help them and this way they can also change and break the bias exactly uh, i've just thought of a thing that people say mm-hmm. women are the worst enemies to women mm-hmm. which shouldn't be the case and because we, we we grow hearing that we believe that so i wouldn't trust a woman with my secret that's why you find even the few women who are into mentorship they go into Well, I think we we should start with the small small uh, issues in the society to change the attitude from the onset. Let me ask uh, I think this is a question uh, where let's say very simple where a lady giving compliment to another lady. Yeah. And then uh, the spiral of this lady needs to look up 
even much better than this other lady next time <laughs> as in uh in in terms of that narrative even as a mentor a uh, 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 a lady mentor yeah is there a cup where you put like i i got where i got and it's not been easy and it's not free willing giving mentorship mm-hmm. uh, that challenge where a lady feels like also you need to go through that journey yeah. do you do you have ever felt that is that situation or has that narrative always come to be or is it the is it the norm you know the, those people where you look for, up for mentorship mm-hmm. but accessing them is a yeah, challenge in yeah. the first place yeah. it's like i got here and we acknowledge you got here and you appreciate that you got here mm-hmm. but accessing them yeah. is the issue and that creates also a bias like you're mentioning you know being our worst enemy yeah. where access it's like a privilege it's like a prior it's like I have to really work towards getting to you. Getting a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also something that contributes because they don't have that direct access or maybe they don't even have the person whom they can go to to become their mentor. So I feel like that is something also that we can we can change as women and uh, break the bias. Yeah. yeah. In terms of accessibility, are there any platforms? Are there any pla- places where people can reach out just to find mentors? Or it's a conversation sh- that should be driven <laughs> yeah, even at the onset when you're thinking about breaking the bias. Because look at look at it in this. If I was to think of uh, someone uh, who's quite influential, mm-hmm. uh, a lady, and the first touch point would be how would I get access to them? I don't know. How how would you break that barrier just for access? Okay, what I think it depends uh let me answer this in terms of career wise it depends with your sector uh, uh like it depends with your career and what you want from it that's how you you are able to identify so and so has made it so I can look up to them there are some institution who would look for those individuals in that particular or who are interested in that field and try and mentor them but in terms of society i have no idea i think also there are some uh as workplaces maybe an industry or a certain company i think they should also create uh programs that promote women mentorships yeah. because that would be a way to help women because maybe you don't have the mentor at your ex- workplace but mm-hmm. in your industry at large you can yeah. find someone So that could be something that could be created for women to help yeah. in creating mentorship. Yeah, and I feel this is the point where I should mention some some co- companies who yeah. are doing a really good work. Mm-hmm. Uh there is a bank credit bank. Yes. They launched a uh, elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh it's an account but it comes with various uh, uh qualities, various benefits. 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 Uh, towards women because they are not looking at just uh, we need you they are looking for uh, for like you need us and we can do this and this for you we need you to grow for us to grow so that's uh, one thing uh, 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 even companies should try looking up to because yeah. you don't just need uh, this person doesn't just need you you need that person to grow you yeah. need that woman to grow mm-hmm. and it should be ha- happening even in the society level that's where we are stuck i believe mm-hmm. yeah uh, true I, i think one one area that i'm really interested in is uh you see breaking the bias uh mm-hmm. could be various industries 
uh, career maybe finance there are also sports yeah there's also science mm-hmm. okay uh, uh, very subliminally how how do we champion more engineers how do we champion uh, where, where can that change start I, i think the bias in itself those very few elements that you interact with day to day when you are growing up mm-hmm. how what what are, what are the avenues people could explore and how can also men contribute to that story or that narrative where they encourage and they empower and they uplift and they actually change that script uh-huh. but it's a collective unit i don't <laughs> think we can have a, a, a straight answer it's like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a collective responsibility mm-hmm. you know i like uh, your question as much as is a question to to us and to the society and to everyone mm-hmm. uh, it has brought a very interesting uh, point in my mind the mindset of a woman mm-hmm. like what do they, they believe in because you find that we might be trying to break the bias uh, everyone might be looking for break the bias but them themselves they have preconditioned uh, the notion that we are this way so whether you try to do anything they won't change i guess that something should be addressed from both an individual level and from the other person's point of uh, points of perception yeah, i think we can also go with that when it comes to women exploring other areas like when you say sports mm-hmm. it also goes back to the mindset because maybe their mindset has been uh, conditioned to believing sports is not for there are sports that are not meant for women yeah. so if you change the mindset of a woman from that uh, fundamental point mm-hmm. that's when now they can explore trying maybe even open a business in sports mm-hmm. and become successful yeah. Yeah. and become something better even the kids are uh, when they grow up the girls mm-hmm. they can now uh, explore the stem and then become engineers they can mm-hmm. uh, go into tech they can do math mm-hmm. it's not only for boys yeah. but all that boils down to mm-hmm. the mindset so i think that's also something that contributes into women exploring other areas other than what they have been taught to believe that is what is meant for women yeah even with that uh, at work please uh, maybe he will expound better <laughs> <laughs> sure But you find that even when no- negotiating for salaries yeah. a woman will place them at maybe half of or even lower lower percentage mm-hmm. than the required benefits for that specific career position, position. Yeah. so i feel and a man will even position themselves double and the hr you know what the hr will do will employ the man for double and even try to bargain <laughs> the woman's percentage yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you've experienced that in your in the work I think that uh, in the workplace over the long uh, duration that I've worked I think it has come uh, subconsciously mm-hmm. where even you when you go to negotiate your salary uh, when you're told a certain line you know this is where I need to stick to mm-hmm. uh, I think that has come across and I think okay it could be the narrative can change should change actually yeah. in terms of uh, even HR are there policies that you know treat that inequality uh, in a through a policy mm-hmm. or through uh, you know some some framework of sort where it's not just the gender mm-hmm. it's more on the output it's exactly. more on the result yeah, yeah. Uh, with that i think we need uh, as women we need trainings uh, we need uh, people to educate us on what is required uh, 
what a position is supposed to be like. For example, when advertising for a job, put the, like, the job uh, benefits very clearly so that when you are coming to negotiate, we are negotiating from a certain point. Not because if you just put an ad like that, I don't know what you are offering and you if I may ask something and you'll be like, no, that's too much. And I may ask, ask something and you'll be smiling all the way to the <laughs> bank of the balance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, while we wrap up, do you think you can break the bias as an individual? Don't, you can, yeah, you can just answer. Do you think you can break the bias <laughs> yes, from I mean. your, from an individual point of view, not as a society? You can help in contributing to break the bias? Yes, I can help into contributing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can help? Yeah, obviously. You can enable, you know, you can start that conversation spark where can people, you know, own up to sports yeah. or take up science, for instance. Yeah. But that education, how would you enable it even from home, even mm-hmm. in the workplace? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we can all contribute into breaking the bias and help yeah. change and bring equality to the society. So, well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining this us for this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Break the bias. Bye. Break the bias.